Hello everybody and welcome to the Road to WrestleMania 2016 or the Road to WrestleMania 30 or the Road to WrestleMania Star edition of the By God podcast. As usual, I'm your host Chris Lipscomb. With me this week is the wrestling mastermind Colin Barr. Say hello Colin. Hello. What is WrestleMania called now? Because they don't like put a number on it. It's just WrestleMania. It's the WrestleMania Star this year. Because uh, we had yes. WrestleMania play button last year. No, it was WrestleMania Star. Yeah. I could just go to WrestleMania 2016, but I refuse. Uh, but, of course, we are on the road to WrestleMania, uh, as WWE is constantly reminding us. Uh, we got through Fastlane, and then they put a roadblock in the way, apparently. They were also very heavy on the imagery. Um, let's go over Fastlane quickly first. This was a distinctly average show, I felt. Yeah, it was more of a episode of Raw with a decent main event than anything else. Yep, weird, weird Edge and Christian promo. Remember that? Pipe, yeah, Pipe and their network show, which was... Have you watched the network show yet? I hear it. The first episode's meant to be not great, but I've heard it's got better. It's totally stupid and irrelevant, but it's quite entertaining at points. Yeah, I heard the first episode wasn't brilliant, but yeah, it's meant to be better. So I, mm. I I might watch it at some point. I don't watch a lot of the original content on the network though. I think I I should watch um, the table for free thing. It looks really good. They're good. Uh, table for free and ride along both look like they're actually really enjoyable. I haven't watched much of ride along. I've watched bits, but uh, yeah, it's decent. The thing I really wanted from the network is original content, and then I never end up actually watching any. Yeah, but I think they they've got to go out there and do it. And these are. Like that, those two shows, the Edge and Christian show, are, are good examples of like interesting original content they can do. I'm quite interested to see the um the Camp WWE thing as well, because yeah. that, that's that much the Edge and Christian show is something that's not just oh we got some guys in the camera, you know, like they've actually that's had real effort going to particularly for an animated show is very difficult to do. So mm. I'm really interested in that. Uh, particularly the, the, every time the trailer plays for it and they talk about Triple H's dad, Quadruple H, makes me laugh. Because <laughs> you know there's just going to be, because he says, people call me Quad. You know there's going to be like a Tony's <laughs> Quads joke in there. Yeah. It's going to be in there. Uh, what I do like about the education show is that uh, it's quite clear that they've done it. Because um, the newest episode has got uh, like AJ Styles on it, and what, they have a it's a full segment. It's what will AJ, what will WWE not talk about about AJ Styles? And the first <laughs> thing is the Bullet Club, and it's right. like the phony game show hosts. And will they talk about the Bullet Club? Yes, they will. Show a big picture. And the next one that pops up is where did AJ Styles wrestle between 2002 and 2014? <laughs> and then. Instead of saying TNA at the show, a picture of T and A with Tristratus and <laughs> Tess and Albert. It's, it's stupid stuff like that. That's, that's pretty, pretty good. good. I hear they also proved that Cody Rhodes and Star that's a different people. They did, they did. So yeah. that sack finally cleared up. Yeah. I saw I did see that segment and that was genuinely funny. Uh it's yeah, I, I think it's good that they're doing real stuff like that and they've got them doing their own thing. That is, like we said, that's the important thing, them doing their own thing. Um, but going back to Farsane, I mean, apart from the Asian Christian thing, which I was so convinced that was going to be a, a Enzo and Cass debut. 
You're really there. It seemed, like it, it seemed like a really obvious vehicle for it as well, you know, rather than just a random thing and then League of Nations conflict, sort of. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, are there new day faces now after the League of Nations? I think they're tweeners fight? now. They're yeah. like they're like early 2000s Asian Christian, basically. Yeah. They're the same where they're kind of tweeners. But are there a least entertaining team in the world than League of Nations? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's, it's a weird contrast. They are just um, incredibly dull. Yeah. But if you look at this Fastlane card, you wouldn't be a mess of seeing all this on a raw. Curtis Axel versus R-Truth. Charlotte versus Brie Bella. Yeah. Big Show Kane Rabbit versus Wyatt's. What the fuck was that Kevin about? Owens versus Ziggler. The thing, the thing is, right, the, the Big Show Kane Ryback thing, why is that on the card if the Wyatt's lose? Well, at this point, it was presumed that the, the Bray Wyatt was facing Brock Lesnar. And yeah. obviously changed their minds. Uh, oh, no, put... uh, Bray Wyatt's got a really bad back injury. That's convenient timing. His back is completely fucked, apparently. Oh, that's good, because the Bray Wyatt brought us a match would have been pretty terrible. Yep. Um, I've, I've totally went off the Wyatts. And I don't know, you posted on Twitter the other night that it made them a little bit interesting what happened last week on Raw. With yeah, Wyatt I like that. I... The title. But the next night on SmackDown, they lost again. So Yeah. They yeah. just they've just got to get some consistent booking and they'll be a good team again, I think. Like and I, I did you think like the stare down with Triple H stroking the title belt, I thought that was a good moment. It was a good moment. But it was They're ruined. not gonna follow through and it's a problem. No, and it was ruined by them worse than the next thing on SmackDown. Hmm. I mean, it's... depressingly, I was listening to uh Vince Russo on the Steve Austin podcast. And I was very depressed because I actually agreed with him for once. Um, But he said the most basic thing that WWE is not doing is characters are not written with any consistency in mind. He said a few weeks ago, you had the thing where um, Dean Ambrose at the start of the night is attacked by Kevin Owens and says, like, before the night's out, I'm going to get Kevin Owens. And then he doesn't. And it was the one where... uh, Reigns was in like the gauntlet match in the main event oh, and okay. Kevin Owens beats him and like that's a perfect vehicle for Dean Ambrose to come out and make the save in some way or like interfere and take up Kevin Owens and it didn't happen and that's such a I, he's right that's like, like they're missing obvious story points like that that keep you invested because there's going to be a payoff there is a uh... You've probably read about it, and people have probably heard about it, but it's the, the lead writer during the 2000 year, because it, it's a guy called, I think, I can't remember his name now. I want to say Chris Christie, but that's that American politician. Yeah, it's not Chris Christie. Uh, it's close to that, if I remember. But he was the head writer, and he basically storyboarded out every storyline and wrote each wrestler's name down and wrote a list of who they like and who they don't like. And then wrote each show around that. And he like story builded out sto- the full storyline, three months, four months, whatever it was, and see where they wanted to go and what they wanted to do over it. Uh, and then used the list of who they like, who they don't like, who they've interacted with in the past, what's happened in the past, to link up how their storylines would progress each week on Raw. Uh, and they don't really do that anymore because I don't know why they would bother to do that anymore. It's just weird stuff that they don't, they're like they'll set up and then not fall through with, and it's like they've forgotten halfway through. But if they just listed out everything they wanted to know about each character and where they wanted to go, you could probably 
you would miss things basically. Pretty much. It's just uh It's laziness, really. It is. To be honest. That's all it, it is. is. It is. It's laziness. There's quite easy ways to set things up and then follow through. But it's setting things up and then not following through. It's just like well, the Bray Wyatt probably is a thing, saying that Wyatt is an injury, but they've set that up and then not followed through. Just like they've set up a few things in the past few months and then not followed through. They that's I think yeah, I think injury is a real concern. But he's still I've my suspicion is the one thing that looks like it's gonna get a good follow through at the minute. Like the Ambrose and Lesnar, they seem to be following through on that well. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. Um and also like Zane and Owens, that seems to be, be uh, that seems to be being followed through on well, as does um Chris Jericho and Styles. Yep. Like those for me are three feuds that are booked exactly right. Um and the Jericho betrayal, although predictable, he did it in such an extreme way that it worked for me. Because it wasn't like the standard like he walked out on him or he gave him his finish and then walked away. He hits him with three code breakers and shoves his shirt down his throat. Like that really worked. And then burning the shirt on SmackDown again just really pushed the feud further. And then again, uh, on Roadblock, he wasn't even in a match with AJ Styles and he still brought it up while burying... Um, well, not burying, but while, while, while making his point about Jack Swagger, who mm. was his actual opponent for the night. Uh, and I think that is a brilliant example of a feud that is could have been executed very poorly and is actually being, actually being executed extremely well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I honestly wasn't expecting him to break up so quickly as well, which I really liked. I thought that was a really nice twist on the normal kind of like get together and they tease tension for like weeks and weeks. But this was there was no tension teasing at all. They were like best buddies, and Christian Gale was like "fuck you" and stabbed him in the back. It's a great moment. Yes. Uh, after three matches, though, I'm not really sure if I'm interested enough for. But the storyline has played out. It's probably one of the best storylines I've done in a few months. Mm. In terms of how they've played yeah. it out and kept it going and kept it interesting. Yeah, exactly. Um, it won't be like it's going to be a great match, but it's not. I don't know if I'd prefer to see a Styles Owens match or something like that. But I'm sure that'll come. It really has to come, doesn't it? Kevin yeah, Owens it is still feuding with everyone, so. Yeah, Kevin Owens really is feuding with everyone. I don't know. I I because what is we're obviously now going to get Chris Jericho versus Styles at WrestleMania, which I'm fine with. I would have perhaps preferred Styles to be going for the IC title by now, but I think this is still an enjoyable feud. If it's still working, there's no point to like to move past it too quickly. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Now you've moved up Zane to go against the wins. Mm. Yeah, you're you're quite filled there because you have Neville involved with Bones as well, which is making me think there might be some sort of multi-person match for the IC title. Because if they have Owens versus Zayn, there's a good chance that'll get bumped to the pre-show or get chucked into a big ladder match or something. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because Zayn hasn't Zayn's not been really built up in time for Mania. No, I don't think we're gonna get. Um, Zayn versus Owens at Mania. I think no. that's just going to be a more long-term feud. 
uh, Eternal Feud, basically. What's else in that card? Um, Calisto Del Rio. I don't. That's I didn't actually watch that because it was on the pre-show for some yeah. reason. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, it was fine, but again, this is one of those feuds that are trundling along and not really achieved now. What what is Kalisto getting out of being US champion at the moment? Nothing. And what's anyone getting out of feuding with the League of Nations is nothing. To me, True. This, to me, Kalisto shouldn't be US champion anymore. He's got no momentum whatsoever. And the League of Nations are just a black hole of absolute boredom. Yeah. So, really, I hope that that would move on and the US title could go somewhere else. But mm. the rest of the card was... Pretty average, decent. Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks versus Team Bad. It was again fine. I just thought that was a good match. I, that, yeah. I really enjoyed that. I thought they put in a, a decent match. You had two women's matches on the card, which is unusual. Mm-hmm. Um, and both got about ten minutes, which is a good amount of time. Yeah, I really don't like. I, I didn't enjoy the pre bell match. No, yeah, that didn't really flow at all, did it? Uh, and then no. a, rand, a random Curtis Axel versus r Truth match. To, I think, f- f- like, further the golden truth thing was the goal, but, but it was just weird. Is, gold, is golden truth going to get a title match at Mania? It's probably going to be a big They haven't finished thing. forming yet. Like, they need to actually cement themselves as a team first. That's true. At least there's segments in Entertainer. Yeah, I, I've heard some people say they don't like them, but I actually enjoy them. I, yeah. I, the, the one at the restaurant with the... <laughs> the bottle of wine was like it was a little bit funny, but it was that was probably the one that was that was probably the worst of them so far. I uh, thought it was pretty good, but I I really enjoyed the rest of them. I thought that that one was just a little bit too elaborate and too juvenile. Uh, yeah, I think all the others have been fine, you know. Yeah, uh, and I think actually the problem with the the restaurant ones they just go a little bit too slapstick, etc. With it, and it's just a little bit. Bleh. I don't know. I found it pretty funny. Uh, but the rest, I have, I have enjoyed that overall. Um, I like that R Truth has now they've kind of switched positions where R Truth's come around, and Gold Dust doesn't have whether you can trust him. So that's that's solid, and that's yeah. just kind of working for me. I, but yeah, it was a weird match to throw on this card. Yeah, um, considering you already had a a filler promo segment with Edge and Christian, you knew they. Yeah, exactly. To, to then fill it out again with this, um, but the real the only thing worth really talking about or watching on this card is the triple threat match which didn't go as long as I was expecting but I still really enjoyed and I thought it got Ambrose over quite well mm. that's basically well, he's going for the Iron Man gimmick isn't he that he'll yeah. always get back up Well, he he got the crap kicked out that's, of him came like, back yeah, that's really true so uh, before it, we talked about that I just wanted to quickly talk about the end to the Jericho Styles match mm-hmm. where Jericho kicks out the Styles Clash uh, yeah. How do we feel about that? Um, I don't like people kicking out finishers too often, especially when it's something new. Yeah, I um, kind of wish that. And also, given that the Stars Clash seems to be like a, a sort, well, not quite, but is basically a super finisher for Styles because he's seen, he's using the um the calf. What are they call it calf crusher is what WWE is calling it. I think a uh, calf slice. Sir. No, that's the, is the real the, term. Is it the crusher they're using now? Crusher is the term they're using. Yeah. Slicer is the MMA term. Calf yeah. Killer is what he was calling it in uh, New Japan and in um, TNA. And so I think Calf Crusher is WWE's calling it because it's the most PG 
Um, but I like that. I re- I actually really like that as a finishing, as a submission finisher, for the same reason I like um, when Brock locks in the Kimura lock because they're actual real decent submission holds. Same with like arm bars and stuff. They're holds you see get submissions in MMA, mm. uh, and that's yeah. where they work for me. Yeah, real um, looking moves, not. Yeah, and also I think Styles just moves into it so smoothly. Uh, yeah, he's have a few different good setups that yeah. come from like reversals and counters that we know where type thing. Um, yeah, I, I mean it's great to have a fin- uh, a submission finisher that someone generally can lock in from any position in the ring, and I really, mm. yeah, I enjoy that element of it. Yeah, it, and it makes it kind of a lot. In my opinion, it feels a lot closer to a power finisher because it just requires less setup. Oh uh, yeah, and I like that he's also used the fine forearm. I like these finishing matches in different ways. Um, but I do wish he'd use the style clash more because I love that move. But yeah, uh, maybe what you said, they're going to save that. Like maybe how uh, do you save Rollins' Phoenix Splash and things like that? Maybe mm-hmm. if they save that for big moments. But if you're just going to get Jericho kick out of it the second time he's ever had it in WWE, it's uh, it was a shock. It was a it was a shock. The crowd reacted to it, but. Uh, to me, you should be protecting your finishes when you're new. You really should be. Yeah, it like, seems when, silly. When you've got a guy who's brand new who is actually sort of reasonably renowned for protecting his finish, like to immediately strip that away from him feels completely pointless. Yeah, it, it didn't feel quite right to me. Um, and as we were saying, it, like, especially as it's not the finish he's hitting every week as well. Like, Plus, if you were... Um, if you were going to keep this feud going until WrestleMania, mm. sure you wouldn't give away that kick out. No, exactly. On That's the kick out you want to do at WrestleMania. Yeah. So either, if at all, but yeah. Yeah. That's something you're doing. A, to me, you're doing a big show. You just don't give it away on the Raw or a, a B pay per view. Yeah, exactly. And the thing with the Styles Clash as well is it's such a counterable move. Mm. Like you've got it. It's one of those ones that requires a decent amount of setup. So, like, I would rather see guys counter it than kick out of it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I agree with you there. It, see- it seemed that it was a bit cheap and a bit lazy. Yeah. And out of and... the three, Stale Jericho match is actually my least favourite. Yeah, it's probably... Oh, I don't know, because there's the one where like they got the finish wrong because uh, Jericho's feet were under the ropes. I mean, he recovers from it well, but I, I think that kind of twisted how the feud was going to go slightly, but probably made it better overall. Mm. Um, with the one where because Styles slips and Jericho tries to capitalise and the ref calls his feet under the ropes um, yeah. but I actually prefer that Jericho had to go and hit him with the um, code breaker rather than just going for the like really heel finish after a slip off the ropes it made it feel a lot stronger mm. um, I, I also enjoy that the Styles has really got a variety of different things he's using to put guys away like he's got the the springboard um, forearm seems to be going down quite well, and also the oh, I really like the combo with Jericho where it was the springboard it was the lion salt into the springboard four fifty. Mm. That, that was a pretty cool combo, um, but I, yeah, I think it's great that Styles has got that variety of ways he's putting guys away. It just makes it uh, a lot more enjoyable overall. It just gives you that real variety and it makes his matches feel less kind of stale because he's not just hitting the same sequence every time to finish it off. 
uh, which in a way is similar to actually, I kind of think pretty similar to the New Day at the minute as well. You know, they've got a couple of different ways they're finishing things. Uh, although the big endings become a lot more prevalent recently, I've noticed. Mm. He wasn't really hitting it for a while. Now he seems to be putting most people away with it. But I think that's because they because they have made that kind of tweener shift. You want to finish with a much cleaner move than the normal shenanigans. So it works for that. Also, it was weird to see... Um, uh, I would talk, we haven't got to Roadblock. We'll talk Roadblock in a second. But it was weird to see Kofi hitting the SOS at Roadblock. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't hit that a lot. And also, I was like, that looks terrible. It, yes, it, I've never liked that move. Trouble but, in Paradise is a way better move. Yeah, but I've, I've, yeah, that, that's those guys starting to turn more face, I think. Yeah, for getting, sure. Getting the big moves back in there. Um, all right, sorry, so I cut you off. We were talking about the main event. Yeah, Ambrose came out of this probably looking the best overall, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, it's not... It well... Didn't do too much really in terms. I think it was just because it was only like a fifteen-minute match. You didn't really. There was no guys there. Uh, like you didn't have a segment really where Reigns was dominating. But I guess you're in the Royal Lesnar, so it's just going to be him until you take him out, which I can understand. Uh, but the double power bomb through the table twice. That was great, and then the second time just burying him under the table. Yeah, that was good. And I liked it the, when they're both standing at ringside that it's Ambrose attack Reigns for the both yeah. standing there basically yeah. celebrating. Great. I, I really liked that. And then Reigns returned a favour. But you could tell the crowd did not want Roman Reigns to win that match. The thing is with this match and, is it is a great match spoiled by a terrible finish. I wouldn't say it's a terrible finish. Um, it sets up the the Lesnar Ambrose feud, yeah, and, it's... and it, it looks it makes Ambrose look like a nutter. You know, but it's just the Reigns like because Reigns just immediately getting up from the chair shots bugged me. Yeah, uh, no, that, that's what bugged me as well at the time. Um, it's it's looking it's making him look too strong at times. Yeah, there is yeah. for for me for a babyface, no matter who it is, you've got to have a bit of sympathy for him. He just took about what, four or five chair shots and got the crap beat out of him by Brock Lesnar, and he just popped straight up. And I mean, that's... the much the much better finish there is because 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 they play up like the whole Ambrose is distracted him. But while he's distracted, have Reigns roll out the ring, like have Reigns roll out the other way, and Ambrose realizes that he's left by himself and that he can't win that way, and that gives you that little bit of breathing space for something else to happen. Rather than Reigns just immediately hit the spear. Hmm. I think they wanted it to look sudden. Uh, yeah, I think they wanted it to look sudden so that Wesner wasn't spending too much time selling outside. Yeah, for... I know, but it's just it was blur. It was fine. It, the The match could have went on five ten minutes for me. I think five ten and minutes probably... would have actually probably got Roman over better as well. Yeah, because he never really had. Like the hope spots against Wesner or anything. No, exactly. It did. You didn't really get any of that in this. Um, mm. if, if, it felt rushing, considering you're you're putting in a Curtis Axel R Truth match to fill time. Yeah. Why not give the main event an extra yeah. five ten minutes? And it like, just, it just felt a bit strange to me and a bit rushed. But yeah, and you you just do something like, or you have the chair shots and Reigns barely gets a shoulder up in like the classic baby face move. You do something like that. 
you just don't do the finish they did because it just for me it just completely didn't work like it it makes as you say it makes reigns look too strong it just makes him look unbelievably strong which is he runs into john cena issue you know he runs into the superman issue of just you don't feel that he can lose and that's you need that with a baby face. The baby face has to have that feeling they can lose. So yeah, yeah, totally agree. Um, I don't, I don't think this match to Denim for Lesnar. He's pretty much set about where he's ever going to be. Um, pretty much, but, but I don't think it helped Reigns. No, it definitely I, didn't. I felt it was a good idea to write him out of the storyline the next night. I thought that was weeks. that was genius, just to be like, ah, fuck. Yeah, okay. Just, it gives him a break, and it lets Dean Ambrose fill in his role, which elevates Ambrose. It gives Roman Reigns time yeah. away, which he needs. And it also, it, if you're going to build up heat off of Dean Ambrose onto Triple H and then bring Reigns back in, there will be fans who, because uh, Triple H has been horrible to Ambrose, are going to hate him more. So that's, I think the thinking is that that will transfer onto Reigns. It won't with the majority of the fans who don't like Reigns, but yeah. for some it will. It yeah. might it might help them a bit. I just don't know. Like, so I think it was as you say, it's a good move. Well, it's a good and slightly odd move because it's a good move to that we, we took Reigns away. We had Ambrose in. People, everyone loves Ambrose. It's great, but it kind of feels like therefore we weren't rebuilding towards Ambrose's WrestleMania. No, you. That was the team I put. WrestleMania on hold until after Roadblock, which was strange. The thing as well is with um, Roadblock, it was it was pointless, right? It was pretty pointless. Uh, apart from it gave you something else to watch on the network, and it did break up the WrestleMania build because I think if you had six weeks of build towards Triple H and Roman yeah. Reigns, I'd I'd be done. With oh, for it sure, now. but like the pro. The- <laughs> And even Ambrose versus um, Lesnar, you can't build that no. for six weeks straight because no, sure. you can't have Lesnar on every row. I, I guess what I'd just so, say is that my issue with Roadblock is it feels like if you're going to put that pay-per-view in between Fastlane, well, not pay-per-view, you know what I mean, but if you're going to have an event in between Fastlane and WrestleMania, you've got to change something. You've got to have some consequences of the event. Because I know, yeah, what they're doing is they're just televising a house show, but the problem is that, that they are very clearly going, hey guys, we televised a house show, so it's irrelevant. And that's yeah. That was my problem with it, is if you're going to put an event on the network, it should further some storyline. Yeah, it was strange that coming into the Ambrose Triple H match for the world title, that there was no Lesnar or Heyman, even promo or even... Lesnar watching a TV to see what's yeah. happened, or and we were like that because surely Brock Lesnar would want Dean Ambrose yeah, to win that match. Exactly. The fact that there was no real mention of that is what makes it a bit strange for yeah. me. Um, stuff. It's, it's all things like that. It's it's little details that are just like, well, surely if Lesnar would do something to help Ambrose, or either either just show an interest in Ambrose winning this match. Yeah. Considering they were on the same card 15 minutes apart, 
I just it just seems weird to me that no, you didn't exactly. have it. You, you had a Heyman pro you had a Heyman promo yeah. during the house well, during the event, but you didn't really have any indication that Ambrose would actually win this. No, I completely agree. Well it's, see how do we f- You had you had the moment on Raw where he hits the dirty deeds, That looked but, really good. But believably are the are they really going to change the WrestleMania plans to... Well, you would have Brock Lesnar versus Dean Ambrose for World Title and Triple H versus Roman Reigns for nothing. Well, the thing is, though, because Roman Reigns... It's interesting how they phrased the thing, like, because it wasn't... The phrasing at Fasting was very specifically the winner of this match gets to face Triple H at WrestleMania for the World Title. It wasn't like mm-hmm. it's a number one contenders match, and I found that quite intriguing. Like, maybe that was their get-out clause. But no, they just didn't yeah. change anything at all. Well, no. And I guess this made sense. Like, this event was a roadblock. It wasn't in the plans. It was a thrown-together type yeah. thing. It makes sense for that. Uh, of the show, I thought the New Day were probably the best thing New on New Day it. were really good on it. Yeah, New Day were very enjoyable. Hilarious and... A decent match. Yeah, oh, actually, no, I, the, the, what about the, the NXT? No, I thought the NXT tag match was probably the best thing on the show. Yeah, no, well, that was the best match in terms of yeah. most entertaining. Uh, yeah, New Day was the most entertaining promo. With, like, with actual um, BTOs was great. But yeah. But you, you can, can buy, buy, if you buy, like, the, the T-shirt, w. you get, like, a, an, like an empty box. Yeah. Uh, which is nice. Uh, but, yeah, no, the, the Revival versus... Um, Amore and Colin Cassidy. That was great. Was probably that was best. a really, really good match. Um, Real good match. I, I thought that the Amore and Big Cass would have probably won What that. I like, though, I'll but, tell you what I really like, is with the Revival, the Revival do a fabulous job as heels because they managed to win clean and you still fucking hate them. And I do mm. hate them, but I hate them because they're being good at being heels. I don't hate them because you can't, like, you can't fault their ring work. Their ring work is perfect. Like, they they are very, oh, yeah. very good wrestlers, very talented, clearly. Uh, and their gimmick works. Where their, their gimmick, their gimmick works in NXT, which is their gimmick, because they have no gimmick. Um, I mm. don't know how well that would get across on the main roster, but it definitely works in NXT. Yeah, the the gimmick is that they're a really yeah, good tag that's team. Yeah, that's it. Like, and a bit of yeah. dicks, really. That's really. Um, it. and they they kind of go with like the hard hitting style stuff, but yeah, it's great. Uh, but they work so well as a unit. Um, and I I feel that yeah, um, the Enzo and Big Cast did a really good job as well of like building those hope spots in that you genuinely believe they might win. Um. Like when he hits the the Empire Elbow in the East River Crossing and goes for the missile launcher, like oh is he gonna do it? But then he just get Enzo gets knocked off the top rope. Um, mm. So we're getting there. We're like I I just I wonder like who is getting a shot at Dallas now? It's uh... they announced it. Yeah, it's um, Chad Gable and Jason Jordan. Oh, that's going to be a great match. I mm. think that might be the one where the titles change. Uh, probably, yeah. I can see Jay, I can see them doing it, and I can see Enzo and Big Cass getting bought up, but I just wonder if them getting bought up, like, without ever winning the tag titles, like, does that 
Nah, I don't think that really affects them. Uh, they're I really just, over, as you see. Yeah, I, so. I, I wonder if they like play that into their characters, maybe, that they didn't win it. Nah, maybe. The only um, thing I could have felt for them is they they've they've cut all the promos about like we've been here longer than anyone and all that stuff and you feel like they do deserve to win it. Oh yeah, I agree. Uh, my worry is that probably I don't, I don't know if they get over on the main roster. Um, I think they can. I think they can get over because I think okay. they I think their gimmick is good enough. Yeah, um, the, the, it's, it just worries me a bit, like NXT teams. Yeah, NXT, I, I, but they what, work on NXT, but I don't like. But what I'll say is, they're one of the few teams that actually wouldn't have to change to get over to like on the main roster to work. Yeah, but I just always think about the Ascension because mm. Ascension were pretty good on NXT. But the thing and, is, like the Ascension's gimmick worked in NXT, and they tweaked it a little bit too much on the main roster, and it just became weird. Um, and they played up the like the kind of supernatural elements of their gimmick a little bit too much. Whereas with Enzo and Big Cash, you can leave them, just don't touch them, bring them up as is, and they're mm-hmm. perfect. And that, that's that's all I would say is because that's what they did with the Lucha Dragons. They brought the Lucha Dragons up as is, and they haven't been the best team, but they have worked and they've got over. Like mm. people do the Lucha China and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, no, Lucha Dragons. Yeah, they've done quite well since I've came up. Uh, not perfect, but yeah, they've done quite well. Yeah, it just it just worries me bringing t- acts up from NXT. So oh no, definitely. Will, will they actually get over with the big crowd? Because yeah. if you introduce Enzo and Big Cass to the roster, if you don't do their like uh, debut well, they could quite easily come across as heels because they're quite yeah. annoying. Well, there's another point that um, I was just doing the Vince, the Vince Russo thing again, and he was saying um, one of the problems they have when they bring guys up from NXT is, and they did with the Ascension, but that was a, a weird case. But they don't tend to like, um, they don't give them big video packages when they're coming up. They don't tease their arrival onto the main roster. No, they just show up. And I think the problem is that most of the WWE audience doesn't watch NXT. Um, I would say. Probably, maybe would, if you go to a live event, probably. No, I know. People at a live event, percent People at a live event, yeah, but people at a live event aren't your audience. The people at home are your audience, and most of the people yeah. at home are not watching NXT. Well, what's what's the network got now? What one and a half million subscribers? Yeah, but Ro- I Ro- though, you, three million viewers. But you but know, those then, are the people watching like pay per views. They're not watching NXT. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, like NXT is doing well, but. It's nowhere near as prominent as like the main roster is. No, no, no. no. Uh, so that's why, like, you just you've got to give them some build before they arrive. Yeah, because you did did bring some did have some build with Neville, did they not? A little bit, I think. Or was but that not, not much. after they debuted? That the I think it was after he debuted, yeah. which doesn't work. He does it really. It doesn't work after a guy's debuted that well. Well, they do a big surprise, like, well, I guess Sami Zayn popping up, but now they'll need to build up Sami Zayn mm. in, what, three weeks? Yeah, exactly. And we, 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 unless you watch NXT, you don't know who Sami Zayn is, and that's part of the problem. Um, after, if, say it was, say 50% of the audience watched NXT, then you've got a pretty good footing. If it's any less than that, then you might struggle. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's like AJ Styles debuting. Yeah, uh, we, we, you would assume that most of the audience would know who AJ Styles is, but if you're a casual viewer that only watches WWE, you're going to have no idea. And 
I think the yeah, thing is, you've got to have his backstory, which so, I can understand. But they've, they've they've built him in a way that he seems like a big deal, so yeah. we naturally get over. So I think the thing is, you as you you kind of the occasional surprise, but I think they've WB has gone too surprise heavy. So every debut is a surprise now. Yeah, they don't really tease anyone debuting, do they anymore? No, it's just popping up straight away. I, I think you've got to do that mixture, and also like. You can do someone whose debut they've teased still be a surprise because you don't have to explicitly reveal who it is. Like, remember the Chris Jericho one when he came back from, like, long hiatus? Yeah. And, like, no one knew who it was going to be and then it was Jericho and it was a massive pop, but you've still teased them and that works. Or you have Brodus Clay promos where he looks like a monster for eight weeks yeah 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 there's the top examples. and dances down the right that is still one of the funniest things i've ever seen yes there are bad examples no i'm not saying that's a bad that's a great example i love that mm. for all the wrong reasons but i agree with your general point this should probably start building guys yeah even if they're just uh nxt video showing them in nxt and look this is what this guy's been through yeah this is who he is He's coming to Raw at some point in March. So, like, if you bring up Samoa Joe now, there's a good chance a lot of the audience don't know who Samoa Joe is. No, that's very true. Because if you're a kid in the audience and you haven't watched NXT in the network and you haven't watched TNA, this is just a random guy that's got yeah. no build. But, like, Joe is a guy I think you could do amazing promos for. Like yeah, you, you can do but, amazing video packages for him. Yeah, but they're not doing them at the moment. Yeah. So. No, but like I, that's why I think they need to bring them back. Like they do because it's just it make guy it makes guys seem important when they arrive if they've got those packages beforehand. Being like, this guy's coming. You know, it really works. Mm. Um. Okay. Well, let's talk more about Roadblock. Right, so uh, the main event of Roadblock, that's the thing we really want to talk about here, I think, because the rest of it was a meh. So the main event, I liked it overall. I thought the false finish, although they didn't nail the positioning, unfortunately. His foot wasn't under the rope, no, was it? No, his foot wasn't under the rope. But it's a fucking great false finish. Oh, oh, the crowd went crazy. I went fucking crazy. I went crazy. Yeah. And then as soon as I saw the ref wave it off, I was like, oh, you dirty bastards. But like, so, what they're doing yeah. with Ambrose is they have done it so perfectly. How many times has he been fucked out of the title now? Good few times, yeah. Yeah. Like, he, he had the dusty finish against um, Rollins. Yep. He had the other one where, like, they both came down off the ladder holding the title. Mm-hmm. And then he just let go. And then they've had this as well. Uh, they they had like Reigns kind of doing the semi-betrayal at the Rumble. Like he's come, you feel that he he is how you build a baby face because he has come so close so many times um, that when he gets it, it's going to be amazing. And that yeah. this is actually the reason, going back to what we were saying about Enzo and Big Cass, this is the reason I want to see them get the titles, because they've come so close so many times that when they do it, the pop is going to be insane. Mm. And when Ambrose wins the world title, the pop is going to be absolutely mental. And I, I think they're going to save it for WrestleMania next year now. 
Uh, I think maybe you do it at SummerSlam. Maybe I. But um, I, I, I think you can't have him win it at a smaller, uh, like at a smaller pay per view at this point. Because no. because they've built it to the extent that it would feel like a huge waste if you put it at a smaller pay per view. Yeah, so. but they've got, they've got history of doing that. Put it on small. I know, views. and it's like, fucking pointless. Remember Jeff Hardy when they did it? Yeah. Won at Armageddon. Yeah. They, 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 they don't save the Romans for the big yeah. shows anymore. I, I think they've got to. Like with this, they just they they. Oh, you've got me. De- they might not do it, and it'll be terrible. Yeah, Please Ambrose is uh, Ambrose. The, they've done well with Ambrose since the Rumble because if, if he had won that Rumble match, it would have probably meant nothing. But I actually think they've done the title. It would mean something. I actually think they've done well with Ambrose for about eighteen months, though. I feel like they've moved them up and down the card a bit too much. I but think in general, I, they've done. They have I, done well I think with they them. have moved him up and down, but he's still got like an overall arc. Oh yeah. Um, which I think that's the thing is few guys have is they don't have that overall trajectory, and he's definitely got it. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is every time they do push him up, uh, he makes a name for himself. Like he makes himself look good. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, the, the 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 program I would like to see is more than him and Lesnar. It's actually him and Triple H because I thought in two three weeks that they had to build Fastlane up. They they put together really good promos. They showed they worked effectively together. They put on a great match at Fastlane. Uh, uh, sorry, at Roadblock. Um, they did all of this. I really enjoyed their match at Roadblock. Um, I also think that. Ambrose actually works a lot better in the anti-authority role than Reigns does. Like, oh, yeah. they they are just putting together... They have a great thing, and I would not mind watching, like, a couple of months of Ambrose and Triple H going at it for some reason. No, I would totally agree with that. Um, it's a totally miscast storyline with Triple H and Reigns. Yeah. Uh, I think the match could be good, and I think the feud could be really good. But yeah. What you've just talked about, the journey with Ambrose, you haven't had a journey with Reigns, have you? No, not at all. There hasn't been a journey. Well, they, they've sort the... of tried to do it, but not not really. They tried, they've tried to do it. Like, they had, and I thought they thought they'd try to screw him out of the title um, when they first split up with uh, the Shield. But then they put him in a title match at the very next pay-per-view. Do you remember that with Money in the Bank? Yeah. Stuff like that. And then he wins the Rumble. He goes to WrestleMania, he gets a few title shots, he wins the title a couple of times, and it's there's been no real build for him. It's just been, this is our top guy now. There was no real build towards him becoming the top guy. It was just, Shields broke up, here he is. No, exactly. They, they, they didn't get any sort of journey. And if they had that journey, I'm sure that more fans would be on his side. But, because I really want to like Roman Reigns, I really, really do. But there hasn't been any build for me to like him. There's just been, boom, Shield's finished. Here's your man for the next two years. And that's been it. Yeah. Um, and uh, Ambrose has been up and down, but I agree with you. In general, they've built him up really well, and he's took just about every opportunity he's had. Yeah. Like, remember that Hell in a Cell match he had was phenomenal. He Absolutely. made a few why it worked quite well. Yeah. He's he 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 has nailed everything they've given him. And if there is ever a guy like Vince talks about grabbing the brass ring, it's it's Ambrose. 
more so yeah. than anyone else in the roster. He is the guy who has taken full hold of every opportunity. Him and Kevin Owens, which should have been a nothing feud that lasted a month and no one gave a shit about, was one of the hottest things on the card because they both went, all right, we're going to do this. Yeah. Uh, and they, like, they gave him no writing and no booking and they went, all right, we'll just beat the fucking hell out of each other for two months and that'll do it. Yeah. Perfect. And he's that's... Te- that is te- Sorry. But that is why it's working. As you're saying, like, he is taking the opportunities he's given. Yeah, he's taking things that really don't mean anything and making them worthwhile in doing. Like the ones feud, that was probably just to get busy for a month or two. Uh, and even the Wyatt feud, that was just to keep them both busy for a couple of months, really, essentially. And then he's moved up to a two-week feud with Triple H and made it the most interesting thing on the card. Yeah, for sure. Um, I like, do think that in terms of promos, he's been miswritten in some ways. I think he's um, edging towards being allowed to say what he wants now. He is, but at moments you feel like he's too cartoonish. I actually think with Triple H, I think the stuff with Triple H is stuff that he's been allowed to write or he's just been allowed to come off the cuff with notes because I think when you're working with Triple H, it's a lot easier to get that flexibility. I'd imagine so, yeah. Um, Uh, But I also think... um, have you? Did you see the one on SmackDown a little while ago? We might have talked about it even because it might have been before the Rumble. Um, but where he's like, where he, uh, Heyman confronts him. Oh, sorry, it was before Fastlane. Uh, where Heyman confronts him and he's like, hey, Lesnar's looking for you. And he acts, he kind of yeah. acts fake scared for a little bit and then swings it around. Like, that was great. And stuff like that is brilliant. Mm. And the fact he got Paul Heyman to say, you're putting me off my game here, is like, that's a testament to it. Yeah. I do think there's a fine line with Ambrose that he's always close to teetering as becomes yeah. too cartoonish and too stupid and just a bit too silly. That's but why I think actually can, some, if, someone like if, Triple H is great because yeah. Triple H has actually been like with the stuff with Triple H did with DX, he was always on that line between too cartoonish and not. Um, and I think he's someone who can help keep keep uh, Ambrose the right side of that line. Mm-hmm. I'm disappointed they didn't really do any build out of this show. No. The, well, Ambrose looks good coming out of it. Yeah. Triple H looks. Triple H looks a little bit weaker, maybe. Triple H, H looks more beatable. Off. He looks more beatable. So I think about his mystique rubbed off, but it made Ambrose look better. Yeah. Um, but. Nothing else on this card really set anything up, but obviously it's just a filler. Um, but they probably could have done something a bit more with this. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because Lesnar really didn't get anything out of this, did he? No. Beaten no. Luke Harper. No, that was pointless. I actually, pointless. I, I actually think this is. Uh, someone pointed this out on Reddit, and I agree with him. He needs to expand like less needs to expand the moveset a little bit he's relying too heavily on the suplex city thing mm. yeah or I at can't... least if he's gonna do suplex city just not all germans yeah throw some other stuff in there chuck a fisherman in there 
chuck that like a couple of T-bone <laughs> suplexes, hit him with an exposed suplex, stuff like that would be good. Yeah. Like uh, I don't him... think they can go just suplex for with Poison and Ambrose. No. I imagine that'll be the first well, that's five gonna, minutes that's gonna of be a the match. That's going to be yeah. an absolute brawl. Imagine it'll start with that, but then that, that match will disintegrate into chaos. And yeah, that's going to be good. I can't wait. Uh, I did hear an interesting idea that that the only downside we're doing a Street Fighter WrestleMania is the stadium is just too big. Like, you can't easily have them brawl up the ramp and go to the back or anything like that because it's just too big of an area. Yeah, and if you ever go into the crowd in one of these things, nobody can see shit. Yeah. That exactly. was that was that was the thing with Attitude Era. Even yeah. they were in about eighteen thousand seat arenas and they would always go into the crowd and nobody can see anything. Yeah. Uh, um but the, the general this'll be a, a ringside type street fight. Just this excuse to use weapons and to give Ambrose a yeah, more believable much. chance. Which I'm fine with. I'm gonna be disappointed it's not gonna be like his street fight with Luke Harper. What was Wait, that? Was street it Luke fight? Harper or Eric Warren? Where they like fuck off for half a pay per view, and then oh, they come back. Oh yeah, well I think that was Luke Harper. Yeah, where they can't, yeah. like, they fuck off and then come back in a car. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, a, a four hour match on walk, WrestleMania. Like walk through like the New Day's uh, promo when they come yeah. back. Oh, when, yeah. when when was that? That was a while ago. Now that was a good one. Yeah, but that was great. Like, and they're not going to do that, which is a shame because no, no. that'll be amazing, though. Yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to. It was like they put every feud on pause. Um, yeah. Which, considering who's in the main feuds, was probably a good thing to be honest. Because mm. you can't have six weeks of Triple H and uh, Triple easily. H and, Les- and you can't have like, Ambrose and Lesnar for six weeks. Really, that keeps it exciting. So now we're going to have three weeks of basically full throttle coming into Mania. Yeah. Which I'm looking forward to. The, I'm assuming Reigns will come back, but this is a Monday. He'll probably come back tonight, and hopefully he'll have a bit. Of, there'll be a bit of heat in his feud with Triple H after what happens with Ambrose. I'm uh, assuming. I'm assuming that on Raw they're going to play up this Ambrose maybe got screwed or Ambrose came like so close type thing, uh, mm. just to get more heat on Triple H. Because if you see the replay, his foot was not under that rope, was it? Yeah, it's not. It's yeah. I mean it's a great spot, but it's not. And I kind yeah. of hope they play that up. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, it'll so. be nice if they did, because it plays more into the Ambrose getting so close and not quite getting it done thing, you know? Yeah, and it puts more heat on Triple H yeah. and You yeah. you we they need to build heat on Triple H because he killed Roman Reigns and got cheered. Mm. And I'm stuck I'm really struggling to see like they're using Ambrose as a kind of sympathy figure to try and build it up. Yeah. But I'm struggling to see how you can do a Triple H and Roman Reigns now and get Reigns cheered at WrestleMania. Mm. I yeah. can't I can't see that being it's any an more than it's a genuine issue. Out the building. But yeah, even with Rock and John Cena. Oh yeah. Cena was getting booed out of the building and that's yeah. supposed to be your big finish. Um because I left that event as soon as the free count hit and no one really stayed around to cheer him. And you're probably going to have the same... You're going to probably have the same thing if Reigns beats Triple H. Yeah, that's true. And it's a big problem that they're so hard-headed to go with Reigns and they're not really doing anything to... The injury should make him more sympathetic, but it doesn't, does it? 
Do you feel mm. any more sympathy towards Roman Reigns now that he got his nose broken? No, I was quite glad that Roman Reigns was off TV mostly. Yeah. It's strange, isn't it, that they're so hard-headed going in this direction when it's clearly... With the casual fan, it's probably working. But with if the hardcore fan is such a big bit of your fan base now, why, yeah. why, why would you like stay down this path if it's not getting over? That's true. It's it's a strange one. It is. All right. More importantly, Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon, what a boy! I'm... I I genuinely popped it as a turn. I didn't I didn't expect that at all. I knew something would happen, but I didn't expect Shane. No, no one expected it to be Shane. No one expected Shane versus Undertaker and no one, Hell in a Cell. What no, the fuck? No one, for a start, no one expected Shane probably until Vince was dead. Yep. That that I fully imagined. And even then, I didn't really expect to see him back on TV. He looked like he was just done. Mm. Like, he looked like he was done as an on-screen character. Yeah. Um, And he came back as a fucking incredible on-screen character. He has not lost a single beat. His shoes are incredible. His shuffle is perfect. He, um... His punches are still terrible. His punches are still terrible, but kind of work. <laughs> um, but he's still got, like, the fast flurry, you know, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, the first week, I thought he maybe looked a little bit flabby but i think that's just the difference in that he's a little bit older and he doesn't really when you when you actually see him because he's posted some stuff on uh twitter of him training and when you see him out of a suit he actually is still in very good shape i think it was just the suit didn't quite work yeah and i think from that first week he debuted he has probably trimmed down because he will be training because it seems like it was a last minute decision so he probably wasn't in shape to yeah wrestle um and he's a 46 year old guy now yeah. So it's probably it does look like he's trimming down. Oh, absolutely. If he's working out every day as much as he claims he is, then definitely he's going to be trimmed down. And that's such a strange feud. Yeah. It's not really a feud, is it? It's got nothing to do with Undertaker. In essence. Well, interestingly, Undertaker is going to be on Raw tonight. We're recording this on the fourteenth um, of March. Undertaker is apparently going to be on Raw tonight to confront both Shane and Vince. So mm. it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Well, the only only motivation, unless you're going to go down the route, is Undertaker's made a deal with Vince in the past, and Vince is wanting his payback type thing. Mm. The only really motivation for uh, Undertaker is is, it's a challenge and it's just a competitive thing. He just wants to win, that's That, to me, is the most logical way they can go with it. Yeah. If you start mixing in, maybe like... Vince has got something over Undertaker, it gets a bit murky, but I can see them going that route as well if they're going to put all three of them in the ring at the same time. Yeah. Um, I think we do... Do you want to make a prediction for the incredibly obvious finish of the Hell in a Cell, given we're in Texas? Given we're in Texas. Given we're in Texas and given Vince is involved in this, what is the obvious finish to this? Are you thinking Stone Cold? I'm thinking Stone Cold. I think, I think Austin comes and stuns Taker and just puts Shane on top of him. I think either that. My first think it was Sting, but I really don't know if Sting could ever. I think again. Sting's done. Yeah, but I and don't... the pro- the problem with Sting 
is it teases like the Sting Taker match we know is is not going to happen. But it, it makes sense, and that Sting finally gets Triple H out of power, which is what he wants. Yeah, he wanted. So it does make sense. It's just whether uh, Sting is healthy enough to. I suppose they've got a year until the next WrestleMania, so mm. if they think he'll be healthy to do it, or but I'd imagine Sting's probably finished at this point. Um. So yeah, and there's a uh, talk Mick Foley's. There's talk of Mick Foley coming back and being involved in some way at WrestleMania. I'd imagine as it would probably be a special referee in this match. Yeah, I've got a feeling they're going to go Sting versus Triple H and just go balls out mental again. Because you've got The Rock there as well. He's not doing anything at WrestleMania yeah, that's yet. True. And I've got a feeling they're just going to chuck everyone into this and go a bit mental with it. Yeah. But I think a Undertaker-Shane match inside Hell in a Cell is going to be crazy and it's going to be it's going to be exciting. Right? It is. Uh, I... I... I I very much suspect the reason it was announced so long before WrestleMania is there's definitely a twist somewhere in this. Um, and may, maybe we just get the match and maybe we get something like Austin or we get something like Cena turns back and finishes off his anti-authority crusade or something like that. But yeah. may, maybe we get the twist beforehand. Yeah, I don't see... Ah, it doesn't make sense for Shane to win clean, does it, at all? No. So um, you, you've got to feel that Shane is either going to have someone in his corner or, like, so for me personally, the thing is, Shane is all about the lockbox thing. Like, I've got the lock, he's got the lockbox. It's got some secret thing that doesn't want to get out. So to me, it feels like there is a reason that Shane is fine with the match because he has all the leverage here, right? That's like, my that is my so, problem with the match because so he has I th- all the leverage. I think, I think more so than Undertaker. I've got no real issue with the Undertaker being this match. I kind of accept that. I I accept the Undertaker has many many times in the past just accepted matches he's been given, uh, and it's at WrestleMania and he wants a match. Um, and also, given that he's slightly heel, I wonder if it's like I think I can beat Shane and he wants like to win another match at WrestleMania. You know, but I um. I also feel that Shane is so confident because he knows he's got a card up his sleeve. And I think mm. because he's got that leverage. So I, I can very much see some twist coming. It's going to be strange to see who the crowd's going to support. Yeah. Because you have the nostalgia of Shane O'Mac. Oh, yeah. It's going to be it's gonna be great, though. I think that's going to lead to some great like rival chanting and stuff. Yeah. But then Undertaker at WrestleMania. Oh, exactly. If they hadn't got rid of the streak, I'd have a major problem with Shane winning. But now the streak's gone, I'm fine with Shane winning. Mm. It's because it will at least move the main TV show in a different direction. It's still a McMahon feud. I'd accept that that they've been doing this for 20 years. But it at least moves the authority off of Raw, at least, not SmackDown. Um and it gives just something new on the show, which it needs a freshen up. So if this is going to be the freshen up, I'm fine with Shane winning. Um, 
It's, it's weird that he only yeah. asked for control of Raw. That makes me think that Vince and Triple H are still going to control SmackDown and there'll be some sort of ongoing feud type thing there. Imagine this is something that if the, Shane does win, it'll run through the summer. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. It's got to. So I, the only thing I wonder is if Shane wins and then gives someone GM control of Raw so that he doesn't have to be there every week, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I would like to see the brand split, but I don't know if it works at this point in time. But uh, it could be interesting. You could you could do an NXT thing because. But the NXT, int- NXT me, is Triple H's. To me, what they've done though is specifically the way that Vince said, "If you've got control of Raw, you've got control of the WWE." So that to me suggests there won't be a brand split. You know. Mm. But um, I wouldn't mind seeing Triple H taking... Because they were already moving SmackDown in the NXT direction anyway. Um, like, it's more wrestling focused. I know you don't like the Raw recaps. I watched 45 yes, minutes I know. of SmackDown, but and it, there was five Raw recaps but, and two matches. But it is becoming more wrestling focused still. And it is getting better commentary now. And they are putting people like Styles on it more. Um... So it interests me. Hmm. As, as, I think if Shane wins, they will do some sort of split or power struggle. Yeah, or, for sure. The roster will split type thing. Mm. And I, I, can, I can see Triple H bringing up some of his NXT guys. If that was to be his battle type thing, that would be an interesting way to do it. As in, well, Shane's controlled, controlling WWE essentially. Triple H relies on these NXT guys and some of the main roster heels. Yeah. That would be interesting. Say you had Triple H with Wyatt, Samoa Joe, uh, Dash and Dawson or whatever, uh, Demon Bauer, whatever you want to do. I think that's really quite interesting. That's true. So, I just don't know. I don't know, but I'm, I'm looking forward to Anything with the McMahons is entertaining. Yeah, I, this is the one. This is the one time with WWE in a while that I've been like, I wonder where they're going. This generally makes you go, I wonder where they're going next. Yeah, it's weird that even after this time, that this is still the most interesting thing they can come up with. Mm. It's still the McMahons. It's still the most entertaining part of the show. It's really, it's quite strange considering they had this same feud sixteen years ago, essentially, yeah. and it's still interesting today. I don't know if you can say that's a quality for the strength of the McMahon characters, or it's a bit, it's a lot of nostalgia. I'm assuming, or it's just nostalgia. Yeah, for sure. But you've got to look that they've not been able to build anything more interesting for this show, apart from. Shane McMahon and Undertaker with Vince McMahon involved. Mm. It's a it's a weird mixture of reasons why it, it's a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. It's a good Absolutely. thing because it's interesting and it's nostalgic, but should you have anything more interesting at this point? I don't know. Like, probably they should have something else going on. Yeah. And you kind of feel tonight we're going to see more stuff coalesce now. Yeah. Uh, well, seemed, we, we uh, know we know what the women's so Divas title match is that triple threat that's done. Yeah, I, I feel really sorry for Paige. If I'm honest, 
Yeah, that's true. I feel really sorry for Paige because she carried that division for what a year and a half. And yeah, but just... on, the, on the other hand, I think it's good to have Paige off because it gives the other divas a like breathing room. It uh, does, but it's WrestleMania. And she it also really makes... deserves to be there. She does, but it, it's going to make it more interesting when she comes back. Yeah. Um, like you can't miss someone if they're not away, you know. Um, so you you got the divas title match. We've got the world title match. We've got the Hell in a Cell. We've got the street fight. Uh, so that's four matches. That's four big matches already. Um, what else the... do we think is going to be there? We, we've got Styles versus Jericho, realistically. That's five. You've got the Battle Royal. But that, that's going to be pre- yeah, that's gonna pre-show. So yeah, I don't count stuff on the pre-show. Yeah. Um, um, you prob- you'll probably have tag title, tag title, title four-way thing. Yeah, I would like to see a proper tag title turmoil. That'd be fun. Yeah, but you've got the Dudleys here against the Usos and all that as well. Yeah. So, um, you've got and you've got the League of Nations that you kind of need to find something for them to do, even though they're irrelevant. Because well, that's they are, that's they are why you, you do names. you do a like you do a four way or something where you've got like the New Day, the Usos, the Dudleys, and um the League of Nations, and that gives you four teams. It gives you two face teams ish. Two heel teams that kind of works. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and if you want, you can throw like the Lucha Dragons in there and make it into like a proper tag team turmoil match and like have a lot of ch- uh, title changes going on, etc. That'd be fun. Um, we've got Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn, Neville. So you got to do an icy title match somewhere. Mm-hmm. So is that going to be a ladder match again? Eh. Uh... I think it's going to be a ladder match, or it's going to be a multi-man match because yeah. they're involving Neville too much for it to be one-on-one with Sane and Owens. That's what I feel. Yeah. Um and I, I don't think they're going to bother with a US title match this year. Just mm. the same how John Cena built that up and it's ruined already. Maybe you do do Zane and Owens, and then you have a multi-man match for the US title. Yes, I was going to say, because you've got to do something with the US belt as well. You don't have to. <laughs> well, you kind of have to have it on WrestleMania. Well, if you look, if you look at how relevant it is... Yeah, no, but you, you still have don't. to have it there. You can't well, just not have a title defending the WrestleMania. I've done that before. Yeah, but it's bullshit. You know it is. It is bullshit, and I've, but I've got a feeling that they'll do it. No, they're going to... Just ignore it. Even if it's on the pre-show. It might be one of the two pre-show matches, but... Yeah, probably. It's got to be on there. I don't know against who. I think that is the one that actually makes more sense for the multi-man match, as you say, because Kalisto's not got a program. Uh, at least, like, Zane, You kind of got, like, Zane and Owens, and you can kind of throw Ziggler into that if you want, and you can kind of throw Neville into that if you want. And you could maybe have, like, a four-way match there, which doesn't mean you have to build the, the Zayn and Owens feud immediately as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can just throw a bunch of guys into a, a ladder match for the US belt. Yeah. Just grab a bunch of guys and throw them in. The problem they've got more is with the Battle Royale. They haven't got enough people. I'm sure you could take some people out for that. Well, Social Outcasts, that's four. Pro throw the Wyatts into it. That gives you, assuming Bray Wyatt is actually injured, that gives you like seven overall. Swagger gives you eight. Big Show, Kane, probably throw Ryback in there. Uh, probably throw one guy from NXT. That's 10 guys already, I guess. 
So yeah, you probably got enough to do something. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of irrelevant guys to throw into that. Yeah. That's interesting. If Wyatt's going to be healthy, are they going to bother giving them a match? Well, I'm I I think what I would like to see if he if he's if he's fit, work him into a program. If his back is severely injured, like uh, Dave Meltzer has said today, um, what you can do is put him in the put him in the have him win the the Bondry Giant Battle Royal, like bring him in, have him heavily protected because it's much easier in that kind of match. Just have him really heavily protected by the rest of the Wyatts and kind of go Royal Rumble with it again. It would make sense for for that to go with his uh, what he was saying about beating the Giants of his WWE, and it also just gives him the. It, I know, like the people who won the Battle Royal haven't really done anything before with it, but it does it does at least potentially give him a platform to build from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, but we're gonna have to see because fuck knows. Yeah, isn't it? there's there's all. There's a lot of question marks at the card. You can see the general direction in most things, but you've got the you've got the big tent poles. Yeah, you've, you've got, got the, you've got the, the triple main event, and you've got you've the got, women's title you, match. You've got triple main event. You've got the women's title match. That is enough to sell it, you know. Yeah, and then and particularly if, if, as we suspect, something's going to go in that hell in a cell match. Something's going to be tweaked. Question: What's going to be the the main event? See, I think it's probably going to be the world title match, but Hell in a Cell matches that aren't the main event are always just super weird. Well, Triple H versus Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is going to get booed out of the building. Yeah. Do you want that to be a finish? That's why I actually finish on it. Or would you have that and then have the Shane Undertaker match last? And if that is going to be insane... Yeah. I think I think last. you've got to so you, there's two ways you can go because one, um, if you have Reigns get booed out the building, it's a bad end to your show, but also the show's done, like you don't have to recover from that. But on the other hand, if the Taker Shane match is going to be insane, that's going to be very hard for Reigns and Triple H to follow. No, there's no way they can follow that. So that's what, unless you have that earlier, like maybe you have that like mid card, but then it feels weird. So, you know. Yeah, I think that they're, if it's not going to be the main event, I think there's a good chance that they'll start with Shane Undertaker. They could do that, but that would, uh, fucking starting a show of a Hell in a Cell match is weird. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Well, remember the Shawn Michaels Triple H Undertaker one a few years ago? That was one of the it's like the second match of the card. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's a very early one, but it's it's a weird one. What do you put on last? Because I think they learned a lesson with WrestleMania twenty nine, and that they yeah. put the WWE title match in Rock and Cena on after uh, CM Punk and Undertaker. Yeah, and then they even had Brock Lesnar and Triple H in between those two, so it was a straight run. Yeah, and the match that everyone cared about, and the best match of the night was the CM Punk Undertaker match. And they, they re- I think they realised after that 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 should have been the main event. You put your hottest feud as the main event. To me, to me, I agree. I agree in principle that the world title should be the main event. But if, yeah. the, feud is, if the feud isn't hot enough or it isn't really working, something like that, you probably should go with someone else. You really should. 
And oh, if, it's, if it's if it's going if it's going to end on a bum note, yeah, it's weird. Aye. It's a strange one. I'm glad I'm not making the decision. I think I probably end on the hell in a cell. I would end on the hell in a cell if it's going to be crazy. If it's going to just be an Undertaker win, then I wouldn't bother putting it last. But if it's going to be crazy and Shane wins, then I'd put it last. If Shane wins, uh, actually, to be fair. If Shane wins, it kind of has to go last mm-hmm. because that gives you like the whole he takes control of the company element as the ending to WrestleMania. What if he takes control of the company early on? And he's like, fuck you, Reigns. And then out comes Seth Rollins. No, I just I just imagine like Shane wins it and he's like, nah, Reigns, you're not in the title match anymore. Fuck you. That would be quite fun. <laughs> that would be great. But if Shane wins, it, say Rollins is going to be ready. He's not. He's not going to be ready. Or if uh, it could be. He's back in training. There's no way he's going to be ready. He's not John Cena. Well, he's, have you seen that boy? The shape he's in. Oh, man. I, I think, honestly, if he's even remotely ready, that is something that he could set up and finish the show with. And that would start to build some fair reigns. He's been in the main event wrestling here two years in a row and he's been if it's, he's it's got Rollins, screwed out of it. If Rollins fucks him out of the title two years in a row, that would actually be incredible. To be honest, I would genuinely feel sorry for him if, if he loses his big WrestleMania moment two years in a row. Yeah, but that also lets you go with a massive heel turn at that point. Yeah. That lets you just... that actually What that lets you do is that lets you do like what Brock Lesnar did the night after WrestleMania last year with Reigns. You just yeah. book it the exact same way. Have Reigns come out... And just start like tearing the place apart. Or yes, well, see if they are going to go the brand split. Reigns has Reigns sides with Triple H. Yeah, because Shane screwed him out of the title. Yeah, this but is this... fancy booking that's never going to happen. Well, that would be so much fun. That would be so much fun. And uh, to be honest, to me, if you're going to go out of WrestleMania and trying to set up the next year and trying to do the most entertaining thing, as you do that, oh no. You do do what you did last year, but you put Ambrose in instead of Rollins. That's, yep. Because, yeah, because if Rollins if you, isn't ready, Ambrose... If you have it two years in a row that two guys from The Shield have won the WWE World Heavyweight Championship and they're not guys who started the match. Well, do you even remember what Shane said a few weeks ago? He's tired of guys with talent yeah, exactly. not getting over and he's tired of exactly. guys with no talent getting their chances. Yeah. That'd be if, great. If, if Shane wins, even if say it isn't this, uh, say it isn't at the end of WrestleMania, say he does it the night after WrestleMania and Raw, yeah, it brings out Ambrose and gives him a title match straight away. And yeah, just see, ah, I'm so excited now. None of this is going to happen. It might. It's not though. You know, it's not. You watch WWE. You know what WWE creatives like. Yeah, but they, they changed their mind last week, last year and got Rollins to run out, and that, that made my year. Yeah, I guess. There, there is a lot of interesting things that could happen out of this, and that's, that is why I'm genuinely excited to this WrestleMania, because you've got three... Yeah, I've got three good main events. I, I guess the thing is, last year as well, we were saying last year, like, there's no way out, uh, and this year it feels the same, and... Like I, I feel that that it does feel a little bit like they're nowhere. It feels like we're stuck with Reigns, and people don't. I personally, I know I slag Reigns off, but I've got no real objection if he wins the title. Like, nah, fuck it. Because uh, at this point, 
at this point, actually, my kind of personal feeling is at least it's done. Yeah. Well, I would have been happy for Reigns to win the title at Mania. Uh, well, I thought that would be his first title win. I'd be quite happy with yeah, that. Yeah, that would have been actually pretty good. But for it to be still... his second win is going to be weird. Oh, sorry, I'd... third win. Third yeah. win. I'd really, I don't have any problem with Reigns winning the title even now. It's just, I don't find them exciting, interesting, or remotely what WWE actually needs. And I feel like they've shortcut, took a shortcut with Reigns, and they haven't really built them up in any sort of way. And I'd quite like them to, it's a bit late now to start trying to build them up. You've been pushing them for a year and a half. Um, so it's weird, but I, genuinely, I don't really have a problem with Reigns winning the title. I'd prefer if it was someone else, but if he's going to be the guy, then so be it. Hopefully they'll start making him interesting. Yeah. But I don't really know what you do now to make Reigns interesting. I think a lot of damage has been done with a lot of fans. I, I think well, I think we've said that a million times. The only way I can see it is to turn them heel and make them into a badass. Don't no. really see any other way. But no. Fantasy booking. There's a lot of things you could do now. There's a lot of things you could do. There's a lot of things they won't do. Yeah. You can live and hope. Yeah. I think that's what makes it fun. The same thing last year. It kind of made it fun because you had so many options coming out of it mm. that you we were, we were talking about in the run-up. It wasn't like it was Cena and Rock at 28 and 29 where... It was just, there was nothing to come out of that. At least you've got something to come out of this. Yeah. That's true. All right. Anyway, let's wrap this up because we, we're just speculating wildly at this point. This has been the Road to WrestleMania edition of the By God podcast. As usual, I've been your host, Chris Lipskin. If you'll get me on Twitter, you can get me on Twitter as Hal Pro. That's H A L B Pro. You can get Colin as Bar 66. That's Bar with two R's. You can get the podcast at By God Blog. You can also get us on By God. That's B Y G A W D dot dot com. Uh, we will be back in a couple of weeks with the actual pre WrestleMania show once we know what the card is. But for now, say goodbye, Colin. Goodbye. Goodbye.